It's finally time. 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 For us to say goodbye. Are we going to do it again? <laughs> I like how you immediately know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we haven't done this like two previous times, but uh, we have finally come to the end of the road. So I can't let you go. For K-On. Yep. Our final K-On episode. It's the, the first time finale. we've like had the movie ready to go. It's bizarre almost. Yep. <laughs> like none of this makes sense, but uh yes, we actually we finish a series and we have the movie immediately right afterwards. It's, it's a very I know it's a very odd thing for our podcast, but that is exactly what's happened. Uh hello, welcome to episode 42 of Jared and Al Watch K-On, the s- series and finale. Mhm. Series and indeed. <laughs> I'm Jared. That is Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. And we are here to discuss the Kaon movie. Mm-hmm. A film that was released in the end of 2011, December 3rd. Oh, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Two years from now, it'll be 10 year anniversary of this film. Ugh. And uh, essentially, this film kind of is a a redo of the series finale, and that we get we kind of go back in time a bit before graduation. We get a huge trip along the way, and then get a redux of graduation. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a like a of a redo of a of an alternate take of what would have happened if. This they went this route instead of the TV series route. Uh, but we got two full hours, give or take, of Kaon goodness here. Not for us. Like we're not gonna <laughs> sit here and talk to you for two hours. At least I hope not. That would be very long, and album might pass out like midway through. <laughs> ah. Goodness. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's get dive into the film. We begin the film. Uh, Yui is waking up because her alarm's going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azusa is going to the club room. She hears uh, like metal coming out of the club room, which seems very weird. Yep. And you see uh, shots of uh, Yui, Mio, Mugi, and Ritsu all just like very hard jamming out, like they're like head banging and stuff, and it seems very weird. Uh, Azusa walks in and she sees like them finish up their song and then everything gets real weird and full of tension and everything and I was like what is going on Risa and Yui are yelling at each other Moogie's yelling at them <laughs> uh, Azusa wants them to play Old Maid and Risa's like no and then Yui's no. like no Azusa we'll play that later but we'll play that later <laughs> Moogie yells at everyone and then, like, Azusa finds this cassette player and then turns it on and realizes that they were just imitating Deaf Devil. Yep. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're just we're just having a, a faux breakup. We're just acting out, like, what would happen if this was a thing. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, sure. <laughs> I 
I remember you texting me during this and being like, what is going on? And I think I just replied back, they're weird. Yep. <laughs> and that's 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 basically it. It was a very weird intro. But also like very on brand for them. Yes. Because they're just weird. They are very and weird. And they have such weird like choices of things that they do. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, they have some tea and everything. Michelle Anaka shows up and talks about graduation. She says that Yui and Risu might not graduate because they haven't fully given them the okay to graduate for for everyone, really. Mm-hmm. And she she scares the scares the life out of Yui and Ritsu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the seniors leave. They take some of their belongings and everything. Um, Yui wants to do something that's fun that graduating seniors do. Uh, and then they, they eventually talk about wanting to get a present for Azusa. Yep. To give so her something to be remember. By herself. She's going to be by herself. Uh, Azusa eventually catches up to all of them because Yui left a, a trail of candy wrappers in case she got lost. <laughs> in case she got lost. And now they're all gone. She's very upset about it. She's like, oh no, I'm never going to find my way back. <laughs> Oh, this is like, what are you talking about? Uh, everyone goes home. Yui talks to Ui about what kind of gifts that Azusa would like. Because she wants to find the best present that she can give to Azusa. Uh, Ui tells her that Azusa wants the seniors to practice more and clean up every once in a while. <laughs> and that if Yui didn't hug her a lot, Ui makes a, a joke that Yui should just stay back a year so they all graduate together. And then Yui's like, hmm... She's like, oh no, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the next day, the four seniors meet up on their way to school. They still have a, an idea of what to do. Uh, Yui in class overhears the volleyball club talking about going on a trip. Yep. And Yui's like, oh, that's an interesting idea. We should do that. Um, Ritsu eventually opposes or initially opposes it because she thinks that the light music club should do their own thing. Yep. But then eventually just. They they go with it. Relents very quickly. Yes. Uh, also, the the whole senior class decides uh, to get a gift for Mr. Yamanaka as well. Mm-hmm. Which we know about from the show. Yes. Uh, so we go back to the the club room. Uh, Ritsu has already dropped the. Uh, they like they start talking about oh if we were going to do a graduation trip where would we go? <laughs> kind of having some brief discussions about it. Um. They get into talking more about what Azusa's present should be. Azusa walks in on the conversation while Yui's telling the story about how Ui said that she should flunk a year. And Azusa's like, hey, I heard someone say about talking about flunking. And everyone's like, no, 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 oh. no, no. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, Moogie was like, no, no, we were talking about the German city of f- flunking. Yep. <laughs> Which apparently we're trying to find a place to go. In the, in the Japanese dub, it's a German city of Lunin, which I'm probably horribly been out butchering, which apparently is a gag that staying back is also pronounced the same as Lunin. Ah. Uh. So, there you go. Um, clearly, they should have went with the more dirty joke of this and said uh, they were talking about the European town of <laughs> Hey, it's a TV-14 show. They could have gotten away with it. Why is this TV-14? No idea. Like, there is nothing in here that 
I'm pretty sure all of my home video releases of Kayon are rated TV-14. Nothing about it is, like, at all questionable. It's it's very bizarre, and I don't understand why. It is a bizarre show, yes, I will agree with you on that. Well, n yes. I mean, just in the idea of them making it TV-14 for whatever reason. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, so basically, the idea of the uh, the trip comes up with Azusa, and they all basically come up with their own ideas of where to go. Ritsu wants to go to Dubai. Yep. Which would be very hot. Yui wants to go to Europe. Mugi just wants to go to a hot springs. Mio would like to go to London. Um, so everyone has something different. So Yui comes up with this plan to to create a lottery system, and she has all of the... Uh, the choices and she makes Ritsu pick and she fills it all out and lo and behold they're going to Europe. Europe. Who could have guessed? I was just like, let me see that piece of paper and Yui just like Gotta go. Hauls <laughs> out of there, like bye and then trips. She loses the paper and then the the secret is revealed that all of the choices were Europe. It was rigged. And Yui's like, no and then she has to wear a paper. Just wear paper and they draw like a face on it and then they put teacups in to try and figure out where they're going to go. And the Europe teacup is tiny. Yes. Uh, Tonchon is going to be the one who decides where they go. Uh, they have to wait a while because Tonchon's just like, it's like, what, why are there cups in here? I'm not moving towards those weird things. <laughs> why are you putting teacups in here? Eventually, Tonchon moves in front of the Europe cup and everyone's like, oh, but he is also, he touches the London cup. Yep. And Mio freaks out. I was like, "Yeah!" Yui is devastated, but they also then they they tell her that London is in Europe, and she's like, "Oh, huh, okay." <laughs> uh, so but they basically she, have to. There are several times that she like does not have any idea of like where anything is. Like, I think there's another part later on where. Somebody's like, yeah, you're you're going to England. She's like, oh, no, we're going to London. Yeah, I think Nodoka is, is with her, and, and she tells her, like, yeah, we're going we're going to London, not England. And Nodoka's like, London's the capital of England. And Yui's just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, Yui. Um, so after Tonchon makes his decision, they all have to figure out about when they want to go, how long they want to go. They invite Azusa to come along with her. Oz is like, yes, I will go, but I need to get permission first. Um, she walks out the door and gets permission, and she's very excited and comes back in and is like, yeah, I got permission. And she's, she walks in on like everyone else calling to get permission. Oz <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically realizes she has to be the one who basically is the, like the leader, the level-headed leader of this. Uh, Azusa and Ui visit a bookstore book the next a day. A bookstore. A bookstore. They've and Azusa gets a bunch of, like, tour books about London, just, like, kind of guides to go to where to go. Because she's like, this is my responsibility. I need to do this. Uh, she also asks Ui if Yui's hiding something from her. And Ui's like, eh, Yui can't hide a secret. You know that. <laughs> uh, they go to a travel agency to book the trip. Uh, they get a five-day, three-night trip, I want to say. Yes. Um, so they get they get all that stuff booked up. Uh, then Yui goes to school the next day. She bumps into the girls from the occult club. Um, they're going to the roof for whatever reason. 
Yui tells them that they're going to England, and the light or the occult club asks if they can, if she can get them a picture of Nessie, mm-hmm. and they they just they very much are very happy with their own joke, and Yui's just like, okay, <laughs> I'll get you a picture. <laughs> oh, Yui! And they're just like, huh? Azusa uh, is coming up with an itinerary and everything. Azusa uh, eventually leaves. And they kick Miss Yamanaka out of the club room as well, the seniors do, and they get back to planning about what they're going to get Azza as a present. Um, Yui notices that Azza left her guitar in the club room, and she goes to pick it up. She's like, hmm, what would the guitar say? And then, like, she's, like, playing with it, and it almost knocks it over and, like, does it, like, uh, maneuvers her body to, like, get in front of it so, like, it just falls onto her and she just takes a big fall. Mm-hmm. And then she hears the she hears a little rattle in the in the guitar case, and it makes a noise. And Yui's like, "Song." The guitar says "Song," and then it becomes like this weird comedy of errors where everyone's like, "Gong, tongs, bong." <laughs> like, no, it said "Song." Uh, so they decide that hey, we should try and think of an idea for a song. Ozla comes back to get to the guitar and. Everyone's like, we're not doing anything weird. And I was just like, okay, bye. <laughs> uh, so basically the, the next couple days, they have to get everything packed and prepared, get all their basic needs and everything. Ui makes Yui bring forth like a bunch of food. And it's like just packing your suitcase full of all these different foods. Like Japanese Yui- food. Yui's parents show up. Yes, they do. It's weird. You don't see their faces, but they're there. You do see their faces. You do? I didn't yes. see their faces. Maybe I was Like, very there. briefly. Like, it's kind of like side shots, and, like, there, I think there's a pull-away shot. You can see their faces as well. But, um, yeah, you see Yui and Ui's parents for, like, the very first time since, like, the one shot where there's, like, gallivanting across the world doing random vacations. I think um, Yui's mom gives her, like, a phrase book. Uh, her dad gives her a power adapter. Um, and then Yui tries to think of how she's going to pack Ui in her suitcase. Just doesn't work. Uh, and then everyone sees her off so that you get to see Ui and then their mom and dad as well. Where you see her dad just like walk out and he's like just sweats. It's like, all right, see you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all meet at the train station. Well, Ritsu, Mio, Azusa, and Yui meet at the train station. Um, she notices that Mio, Azusa, and Yui all brought their instruments. They go to meet Mugi at a different station, and Mugi immediately is like, "Oh no, I, I should have brought my keyboard." <laughs> uh, they get to the airport, they check in, do all that stuff. They have to check in their their instruments and their luggage, all that sort of stuff, and then they just goof around in the, in the airport for a while. Uh, they 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 go across the 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 people walker. And they do this, like, weird gag where they make Mugi out to be, like, a famous celebrity. And, like, Ritsu and Yui are, like, paparazzi. That part legit made me laugh out loud. It's very good. They uh, they do a bunch of just, like, taking pictures in front of the planes and everything. And eventually get seated there in, like, the very back of the plane, which is, like, pretty okay seating. In terms of, like, a long flight, so you're right next to them near the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, Um, that was really good. They've so they got get, cute eye masks too. They get cute eye masks. They uh they get ready for their flight and everything and trying to figure out what to do. Uh, Ooh, Yui, Japanese. 
Yui tells Asa that she, they cannot speak Japanese the rest of the flight, and that she's now Azucat. Az- or Azu Meow. Meow. Um, they practice getting the chicken the in-flight meal, chicken or beef, and it, it turns into Pop Team Epic for a second. Yep. And then the 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 uh, the, the flight attendant is like, "Would you like Western or Japanese?" And they're like, "Uh." <laughs> uh and then they fall asleep because it's a long flight from Japan to London. Probably a good twelve hours, maybe. At least uh, twelve hours, I would say. Longer than that. Yeah. Uh, Yui wakes up at one point. She opens her sh- shutter or her window thingy to to see the sunrise. Uh, she tries to wake Oz up, but Oz is like passed out. Yui tries to write some lyrics, um, but she just basically writes a few words and then passes out. Uh, Azusa wakes up eventually to go to the bathroom. She notices Yui's notebook and is like, "Uh, what?" She takes a quick glance at it. Yui wakes up and is like, "It's like, ah!" <laughs> shuts it and is like, "You didn't see anything, did you?" <laughs> I was like, "No." It's like, "Yes, I'm writing about my lifestyle. I would like to lead." <laughs> Azusa again feels like something's going on, but she doesn't know. And then they go, they go back to sleep. Uh, eventually, they uh, they arrive in the uh, the airport. They are very excited. Uh, they have to go through customs. And they have to basically tell why they're there. And basically, they all kind of have weird, weird things that they say. Yui says that she is going; to ha- she's there for side business instead of sightseeing. Yep. Uh, they go. They go to pick up their luggage. Everyone gets their luggage except Mio, and Mio's just like, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! They forgot my luggage! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God!" Which genuine panic? Yes. Yeah, um, that, that's a huge deal. So she's waiting for it. Nothing has come yet. And then they notice like on the side that someone had just like picked it up and placed it on the ground. So she has her stuff. She's all fine. Everything's good. Um, and then they uh, they they proceed to leave the airport and get their first bit of Taxi. London. The London sky. London air. London signs. I love that part. London cold. Uh, they get they, Like you said, they get a taxi. Yui tries to open the door, but realizes the, doesn't realize the door handle's on the other side. Because these are... Um, I forget what the name is. There's a specific name for these kinds of doors. Uh, they might be suicide doors? What? I don't remember. There's a specific wording that people use for those types of doors. but Why would they be a suicide door? I don't know. I'm Googling this. So I'm trying to think... Like, there's a specific word for like you know I have like Lamborghinis have doors that like go up. There's a specific word for that kind of door, and then a specific do- word for the door that swings out the the opposite way of the other door. Suicide door is a slang term for an automobile door hinged at its rear rather than front. So there you go. See, I was right. <laughs> um. So yeah, she she doesn't know what a suicide door is, so she thinks it's just a regular door. Granted, I wouldn't expect her to know that either. The term suicide is understandably avoided by major automobile manufacturers <laughs> in favor of alternatives such as coach doors, flex doors, freestyle doors, rear access doors, or rear hinge doors. Yeah, that's in fair. In Sweden, they were nicknamed kidnapper doors. Oh, God. <laughs> ah! Yikes. Oh, my God. Um, also, I love how, like, stereotypical their taxi driver is. Yes. And they can't understand him. 
Uh, so they he, they t- they try to tell the taxi driver where they're going to their ho- the hotel, and he asks where the hotel is, and they're like, uh, and he's like London City, and then they're like, sure, we're staying in London, yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. Uh, so they go there. Um, Yui has to sit backwards for the entire ride, and it makes her car sick for a little bit. Yep. Uh, so they get to the lobby of this hotel, and then Boogie... is this also the part where she like face plants? I can't remember whose lap she face plants into, but she face plants. I, it might be, or that might be later. Because the other time she like can't be backwards again. So, so I, I think, think it, it might has be this. Be this yeah, time. she just face plants into someone's legs. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's nice. They're soft. <laughs> uh, so they they eventually get to the hotel and realize that they have a problem that they are not booked at this hotel. Yep. And they're like, oh, and then like the receptionist is like, oh, yeah, we have multiple locations. Uh, Let me see your, 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 whatchamacallit. Your reservation? Yes, your reservation. And she's like, oh, you're booked in the Earl's Court. And they're like, oh, okay. So they had to go take a na- taxi again. And then Yui's like, oh. Well, they were going to take a taxi and they decided oh, right. to take public transit. Yui saw a, a double-decker bus and was like, let's take that. But then no, they go they go down uh, the take, tube. Take the London Underground. Uh, Yui or Azusa has her her is like my feet are hurting because I have new shoes. Oh, why did I pick the day of all days to pick new shoes? Uh, they buy her some new shoes again. I don't know why they would buy new shoes after she's like my new shoes are making me feet hurt. Me feet hurt. My feet hurt. <laughs> me feet. And also, like I guarantee, she brought another pair of shoes. Like you don't just bring one pair of shoes on a trip if you're bringing new shoes. It's true. But they basically just buy her fake Chuck Taylors. They do. Uh, after that, they spot a. They're like, we're. I'm hungry. We should get some food. They they find a sushi restaurant, and they're like, we. Reaches like. All right, we need to see how well these people do here in London, how they do our kind of food. It's like one of the rotating sushi restaurants. Yes. But you think Mugi is talking about how she, like, has never been to one before or something? Yep. Um, Mio immediately sees the sushi, like, uh, train thing and is uh, like, this is bad. Something bad's about to happen. She has issues with rotation, apparently. I think, she, I think it's more just, like, anxiety from the the baggage carousel mm. she's just like something bad's gonna happen again that makes sense uh yui runs into the restaurant's manager and he and the guy asks if they are the ones from japan the japanese birds and yuri's like yes we are from japan <laughs> and, and the manager's like oh yes you're you're here to perform tonight right and yui's just like uh yes <laughs> they're led to the stage the the staff gives takes her instruments they get clothes to wear um they see everything getting set up. Mookie gets real mad and goes up to the confront the staff. And then the everyone's like, why is Mookie so mad? Oh, she's going to go take care of this and make sure we actually get to eat. And then they see like a keyboard coming up and Mookie's like, they had a keyboard. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Ritsu like gets mad and eventually tries to confront the manager, but she can't. She tries to speak in English, but doesn't really do a great job. Which and keeps going back to Japanese. Yes. This brings in a, a weird thing when you're watching the English dub. Yeah. And that they have to try and convey the fact that they are speaking English, obviously, because it's an English dub. But then also have to speak broken English because that's what the characters are doing because they don't understand English. Right. It's this weird, like, four-dimensional chest you have to, like, think with your mind because it, otherwise it just it doesn't make sense. 
very weird, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do for localization. Yep. It could be worse, but it always makes me laugh when it's like, we're not gonna speak English anymore, and then they're speaking English the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So Ritsu doesn't get through to the manager, and then they decide to perform. Thinking that, like, some weird thing, and when you're going overseas, that you have to perform in order to eat in restaurants. Yep. Because that's, that's, yeah, that's something. Uh, they don't know what to perform. Yui sees a, an Indian band and is like, we need to play curry than rice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get into the song. Yui almost forgets to, to sing. Yep. Or she almost forgets to introduce the band. She's like, oh, we're after school tea time. Anyways, here we go. Uh... Everyone liked the performance, and then they have to. Then they leave, and they don't get to eat. Yep. <laughs> and the manager, the manager calls them love crisis. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, "Oh, that's weird." We know love crisis. We know love crisis. Like we, we didn't get to eat, and then love crisis shows up. <laughs> like, hey, you guys are also here. <laughs> Yui had dubbed them love crisis Japan. He's like love crisis Japan. <laughs> um. So one of the girls from Love Crisis tells them that like the 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 manager of the live house from the the OVA live house recommended them to perform at the sushi bar to because it's like their grand opening, and then they're like, yeah, I think they just thought we were Love Crisis and made us perform and we didn't get to eat. <laughs> so they think you guys just performed and they're like, uh oh. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> uh, eventually, they go back to their hotel for the night. They all kind of just. The right hotel. The right hotel. They get to chill out. Uh, Yui and Asa are sharing a room while Mugi, Miu, and Ritsu are sharing a room. Uh, they have fun. They're taking photos in their school uniforms for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm not sure why they brought their school uniforms. Because they're weirdos. Fair. Uh, Yui goes back to their room and collapses, and then she's like, Oh, he brought us food! Let us Ui, eat. Ui saved the day because they're like, we don't know what to eat. And then Ui gave them all the Japanese snacks and Yui's um, bag. So they're like, Ui is always prepared for anything. Uh, I think, is this when Yui take, comes out of the shower and like tries to straighten her hair and like nearly electrocutes herself? I think so. Because she doesn't put in the uh, the power converter. converter. Yeah, so it's like sparks fly out of her straightener. She's like, ah! She gets scared of like electricity at that point because she's like, anything I plug in is gonna do that. This is everyone's like, whoa! Uh, so that happens. Azza uh, during the night has a weird dream about Yui staying back and flunking <laughs> and basically all the time graduating with her and she's like no i'm not your senpai we're equals equals she sees uh she wakes up and finds yui asleep on top of her notebook and then she sees like a bunch of stuff like azusa love and all this stuff on her notebook and azusa freaks the heck out and just like dies back into her bed uh the next day they go explore london they go get food they get breakfast they go to a park yui gets her hand stuck in a dog poop box <laughs> uh they visit abbey road they visit the british museum which they that's where they find a replica of the rosetta stone that they used in the romeo and juliet play yep they're like wow they did a really good job with the occult club <laughs> like this is also a replica 
Uh, they try and go find tea, but the cafe they decide to go to is getting re- or need. You have to get a reservation to go there, so they can't go. So they instead go to like the London Eye, which is like a little giant Ferris wheel. Little giant. Little giant, yeah. Mio again Mio is like, again. it's rotating. rotating. This is bad. I'm not going. And everyone just drags her on. And then she loves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to a place called the Borough Market and get cupcakes. And then they return to the hotel. And then Azza is like still freaked out about Yui and everything. Um, this is when I think... Um, well, Azza is, 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 tries to go back to the other girls' room. And Yui's like, come on, Azza, what are you doing? They get back into the room. Yui charges right at Azza with open arms. And Azza's like, ah! Just like elbows her in the gut. <laughs> She's like, I just wanted to hug and guess Gita. And Azza's like, I'm so sorry! <laughs> she just curls up under her sheets and just like, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, the interesting thing about this is that like after, or while she's like hitting Yui, she's like, something about like i don't i don't like you that way or something like that i don't remember exactly how she yeah but i was like um what are they yeah that was interesting uh yui just like gets up and is like oh i guess you're tired it's okay (sighs) this passes out (laughs) she oh she tries to sing her lullaby as well and then passes out and (sighs) i was just like i'm sorry Uh, later in the night, Yui brings over some food to the other room, and they try and discuss uh, the the song for Azusa. They have not found any like inspiration. They're still trying to figure out exactly what they need to do and all that. Uh, Azusa wakes up, notices that Yui has gone missing, and that there's a trail of candy leading to the next room. So she follows <laughs> that and goes to the next room, knocks on the door, but Ritsu's like, "This the eye hole is too big. I can't see." Oh, it's Azusa, and Azusa like goes in. Meanwhile, Yui has gone back to their room because they have a joining room, so she just went through the door. And Azusa's like very tired and looks and is like, Where's Yui? I want to follow these, these piece, pieces of candy. Azusa goes back into their room. And then immediately after, Yui pops back into the other room and is like, Azusa's missing! <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, she just went through the, to the door. So Yui goes back in. And then Azusa comes back in the other room and is like, Yui's missing! <laughs> real problem Yui's missing and they're all like oh my god comedy of errors uh eventually everyone's in the same room and then the phone rings yep which is late at night so they're like why is someone calling Ritsu takes the call and, and says that there's a killer on the loose but in all honesty it's that someone they hung up immediately as soon as Ritsu picked up so she's like Meh. it's like if it's important they'll leave a message or call again uh, Yui can't sleep that night, so she tries to think about what song to write. And then Azusa seems to have the same dream about Yui repeating Agir again. Yeah, she's over there, like, talking in her sleep. Like, Yui, don't repeat it. And like, or Yui's just like, all right. <laughs> Weird, okay. Um, so at breakfast the next day, Azusa is still thinking Yui is strange because Yui's just staring right at her. But Yui's just, like, like super deep in thought about, like, how to make this song work. I don't that's I don't think she just notices that Oz is even in front of her. <laughs> uh Yui just goes off and just decides to take a stroll by herself and then is thinking of trying to think of a song, but she just keeps repeating Azunyan Yan Yan. I love that part. And then it's like it keeps thinking of like weird things to say the da 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 
And then she's like, I've got to get that out of my head. <laughs> so she's basically like that for the the whole day. And just like everyone just thinks she's weird and everything. But it's like, eh. Uh, they go to a music store where Yui just does not care that there's another version of Gita there. Um, when they're cruising the streets, she's just blank faced. When they're near the Tower of London, she's she's still like, I need to think of a song that's cool as London. Uh, Ritsu gets a call from the Lifehouse manager who had talked to Love Christ and everything and tells them that there's a, an upcoming festival to se- celebrate Japanese pop culture uh, happening in the the next afternoon. Uh, Love Crisis and another band's going to be performing there, and she wants to know if, if After School Tea Time wants to perform. And they're like, yeah, sure. And, and then after she gets off the phone, they're like, you realize we're leaving tomorrow right like how are we going to do this and like they're like oh well it's fine we're gonna the, the performance is at four and we leave at five and he was like that's totally doable that is like the most anxiety inducing statement ever <laughs> uh so they go back to the hotel and try to build a set list for the festival yui is <laughs> trying to write in english she is trying to basically um translate rice as a side dish into english so that the people in london will be able to understand it yep which <laughs> i again went on a rant of like fight me guys well it's because you heard ritsu and uh mio talk about how rice is a side dish yep and i think moogie's like rice can be a main dish and you're like thank you moogie bravo i'm glad someone here has actually like has the mindset of what rice is I mean, that was legitimately, like, <laughs> a conversation that was had. Uh, so, basically, they're they're trying to translate this into English. It's not really going well. Um, when everyone goes back to sleep, Yui has a flash of inspiration during the middle of the night, but she can't remember exactly what it is and falls back asleep. Uh, Azza, again, has the dream where Yui's repeating a year. Yep. <laughs> uh, the next day, they're all about to head out for the to get ready for their performance and everything. Moogie goes off to reception and, and she comes back with her keyboard and is like, I had them flown up, flying over here. And I think Reese is like, oh, the joys of being rich. Yep. <laughs> so they uh, they get all their luggage together, check out of the hotel. They head to the Jubilee Gardens, which is where the Japanese pop culture festival is being held, which is a very weird thing. It's, just, it's packed with like food stalls, you know, with Japanese food and all that sort of stuff. Weird, kind of stereotypical cosplayers and entertainment. Like, yeah, people dressed like samurai and stuff like that. It's like okay. Which, granted, like if you're in a Western like country and they have festivals of this nature, like you're probably going to see that. Like that, it's accurate to an extent, even though it is problematic. Yep. Uh, Moogie points out that there's a Yaki Soba stall and she wants to get it, but they can't because they have a tight schedule. Uh, they so go, upsetting. <laughs> they go behind uh, behind the scenes, they find Love Crisis and they tell them about what's happening. Um, Love Crisis tells them they're performing at the same time. They're like, we're performing there. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. We're performing in the indoor stage. You're performing on this outdoor stage. Um, which is like a really nice like stage where you get like a nice view of the festival. You get a a view of a river, some gardens. It's all real nice, nice, nice scenery. Um, they're setting up their instruments to sound check and everything. Yui is like afraid to plug in her guitar into the amp because of the in- the incident where she almost got electrocuted. And then out of nowhere, someone just like takes it and is like, plug it in. <laughs> and then oh, it's Miss Yamanaka. She's just randomly in in London. 
Yep. It's like, what are you doing here? Why didn't you tell us? He's like, I tried to call you the other night. Um, and then she's just like, I had frequent flyer miles I had to use before they expired on my credit card. And they're like, oh, the joys of being an adult. <laughs> um, Ms. Jamanaka brought ninja costumes. Which the crowd's like, yeah! And then she shows them photos of Nodoka, Ui, and June modeling in them. And then Reach is like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so they uh, they get ready to perform. Um, the first song they start off with is Your Favorite Fuwa Fuwa Time. Um, Yui gets on the mic to basically talk and introduce themselves, I think, basically in English. And then Reach is like, hurry up, we have time, we don't have time for this. We have a flight. Um, and then they run into their final song of Rice is a Side Dish, which she sings in Japanese, even though she had prepared the English lyrics. Yep. Uh, and then near the end of the song, she does like a, a kind of encore of it because she's like, one more. And then basically she turns Rice is a Side Dish into like a way to start listing off all these random places in London. Yep. <laughs> and then she just yells out sky high when she's done with the song. <laughs> yep. She's like, and then they're like, why did you go bake the song so much longer? She's like, there was this cute little kid in the audience and I couldn't stop. <laughs> and I think everyone's like, yes, that kid was cute, but we needed to go. <laughs> so they make a mad dash to with their luggage and instruments to find a taxi. Uh, and then they uh, they take a drive to the airport. Uh, Azusa passes out on the way there. So while she's asleep, they, they talk about the song again. Yui basically comes up with the revelation that she's had, and they're just going to write a song like they usually do. <laughs> yep. And everyone's like, yeah, of course, that's a great idea. We have, That's what we've been thinking of. And Yui's like, why didn't you tell me? Uh, they get on the plane, they make it in time, and they are back in Japan. Um, so a little bit afterwards, they're, Yui's at home, she invites Nodoka over, and she has like all of the tea that she bought and brought over from London on the it's table. Like an entire table yeah. of tea. Um, and then Ui's like, yeah, it's a shame you guys never had the, got to have after school tea time. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to perform twice. Um, so they go back to school, basically for formalities and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the rest of the class is very eager to hear about their adventure in London and how. And some of them are like, oh, I wish we could have seen you guys perform one more time for graduation. The jazz club's doing a graduation show. So they get an idea to do one more, one more, one performance on the final day of school. Yep. Uh, they, they tell Miss Yamanaka about the idea, and, and first she's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." But then, like another uh, teacher, teacher teacher comes in, and she's like, "No, this is a very bad idea. You can't do this." And starts like writing down something on a piece of paper, and like puts it up, and like holds it up to them, and is like, "What about doing it in the morning?" And she's like, "You guys should know better than to do this." And they're like, "Yeah, you're right, Miss Yamanaka." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like winks at them as they leave. Um, so they get that all sorted. Uh, Miss Jamanaka has a flashback where her where Deaf Devil had a graduation concert and basically made everyone really mad because they play metal music, obviously, and they got scolded by by their teacher for for doing that without telling them. Um, she's like, I don't think the Light Music Club could handle that scolding. We guys, <laughs> they would buckle and be crushed under it. Uh, so basically, she is she is determined to make sure that they are able to, to hold their concert and without anything happening. 
the the juniors are prefer are getting uh, corsages all ready. Um, Oz is making hers, and Yui knocks on the window and is like, "Hello, we're doing a performance. We're doing it in the morning tomorrow." And Oz is like, "I'm coming too." And they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> so the next day, they uh they all scramble to get ready. Um, basically, all of the class is like getting like desks set up in a way that it would be like a, a fake stage. Um, they're My all... favorite is that they're like, wow, we're going to do this on the stage. And then this one girl is just like, yeah, we'll just dust it off afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. They've uh, they've made the chalkboard uh, themed for after school tea time and everything. Like there's a <laughs> there's just a person in English saying hello or something. Yep. Uh, Ms. Jominaka is like in the, the staff room, just like pacing back and forth. Like, got to make sure no teachers show up. Got to make sure no teachers show up. Uh, and then, like, the, the, the stern teacher shows up, and, and he's like, oh, you're here early. And he's like, oh, yeah, so much work to do. And then he's like, they're about to perform. <laughs> She's like, no! He's like, you wouldn't be here early unless this was happening. So she's, like, holding onto his legs as she's being, like, dragged as he goes up there. It's true. Uh, so the Light Music Club begins their performance with a new song. It's called Samadare 20 Love or Early Summer Rain 20 Love. <laughs> All right. Um, so they, they get to play that. Uh, they play a few other songs in the meantime as well. And jam out. They, they eventually end up end with uh, You and I. Miss mm-hmm. um, Jamanaka has been able to keep the other teacher slow down enough by just like grabbing onto him and just like dead weighting him. Yep. <laughs> essentially. Um. He eventually makes it to the room and then like kind of just like sits and watches and then turns to Miss Shamanaka and is like, you know, these kids aren't that bad. They don't play that that loud stuff like you did back in the day. He's like, the music's good and they're cute, so yeah. I'll leave them alone. And then like the students like pull him in and Miss Shamanaka in to to see the the rest of the performance. Uh, everyone is very happy. They take pictures. Yui jumps into the crowd and like jams out and like with everyone just around her. It's real fun. And also, like, a good callback to, like, the, the final um, TV opening. Because essentially that's basically what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, after that, it's, it's getting ready to graduate. We're going to graduate again. Yep. Uh, so we get to see some, like, interludes of uh, the, the seniors finishing up Oz as a song. Uh, we see, like, Moogie share an instrument dem- instrumental demo that she did, which is, like, on, like, a tiny iPod, which is, like, oh, right, iPods. They used to be tiny. Yep. That used to be cutting-edge technology in 2011. It was. Uh, I, I think, like, this scene is actually kind of one of my favorites from the whole movie because, like, you get to see the seniors all kind of, just, like, be, like, a band. Yeah. And, like, the ways that, like, bands actually are was, like, coming together, like, you know, writing songs, um, getting all of the specific parts for the songs together, making sure they all mesh together, getting the lyrics right, coming together to just, like, practice and do all that sort of stuff. Like, it's a really fun little montage they set up here. It is um, really cool. They eventually realize that they are done, and they have it done just in time for graduation. Uh, Oz is playing table tennis in P.E. Yep. And then she notices that she's talking about how like the the rest of the club is acting weird again. Sports and, anime. Yep, this is this is a sports anime. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, they're just they're weird." And then June's like, "Oh, maybe they're transmitting messages to aliens or stealing snacks." And then 
Uh, this is, it's like, what if they stay back a year? And Yui's like, nope, she's definitely, Yui's definitely not staying back a year. Uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> um, We get to the, the final evening before graduation. Yui is practicing the song in her room. She feels that the lyrics are, are, are missing something. She's trying to figure that out. Yui comes up to check on her and make sure she's all good for tomorrow and everything. Uh, Yui, like, tries Panics. to hide the lyrics under the table and then Yui notices it. Basically, is like, oh, I didn't see anything. But also tells her not to fall asleep again with her face on Gita. So she'll <laughs> get string marks. Because that was something that happened earlier on. Yep. Uh, Yui thanks her for being a sister that helped her get so get to where she is so far. And she's like, when I go to college, can we still get together and get tea and everything? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> uh, and then basically, Yui kind of knows what's up now. And sends Asa a text being like, hey, don't worry about things. It's yep, fine. everything's fine. Everything's good. Uh, Dewey gets stressed. She, she practices on Gita a bit. And then she's like, oh, God, I got to go to school and meet up with everyone. <laughs> uh, the ceremony comes and goes. They basically just don't really show it. Yep. Um, Yui heads up to the club room. Ritsu calls her and they go to the roof with uh, Mio and Mugi. They just, they basically just run on the roof going, ah! <laughs> you know, they, as you do. Yeah, they get together. They're nervous about the song. They want to make sure it's good and everything. Uh, Oz is in class writing thank you letters for everyone. Um, she sees a bird. It flies away. And then the seniors see that bird. Uh, the, the seniors reminisce about the, the club and everything. From Yui watching the... Rugi, or Rugi? Ritsu, Ritsu, Mugi, Rugi. and Neo play for the first time <laughs> to basically them performing a song together to Azusa join the club. Yui basically gets a, gets her inspiration to finish the lyrics and everything about how Azusa's uh, their angel and everything. And that's the line that they needed. And now they're done. Yep. So they come down from the roof to, to have tea and everything. Uh, Azusa comes... After school's out and everything, she's like, I, I was going to prepare tea for you guys. And I'm like, nah, it's all right. Uh, the seniors go to pick up their instruments, and they're like, hey, have a seat and everything. Uh, and then they play uh, Tenshi ne Furote Yo, or We Touched an Angel. Basically the same song they they play for Asa in the series finale. Yep. Um, this is more where you kind of get that montage of seeing where, like, how they had worked on and everything, them getting together. So... In a way, it's like slightly less emotional than the 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 TV version. Yeah. But still, it's you know emotional because Oz still gets emotional and has tears. You you see like a an outside of the club room shot of her getting up and applauding and then saying something and then the rest of them be like, huh? <laughs> so probably the same instance of of her to be like, wow, you guys are still bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, the seniors all walk home together. They talk about Oz's reaction to it, Mio crying, getting emotional, and then they talk about going to college, getting sweets and everything, um, keeping up with the tradition of gifting a song to the, the juniors of the club, uh, where they're going to go for Oz's graduation trip next year. Um, they see Oz coming, and Yui goes and gives her a big hug, and that's how we end the movie. Yep. And that's how we end K-On!, well, the TV, the T, the TV or the anime version of K-On. The manga, of course, would go on to, to show off the um, the events of Azusa's final year of high school, the light music or the seniors going off into college, and how they 
interact with that and everything. Um, and then there's also the the new the new Kon series that just launched, um, which might get an anime at some point. Who knows? But that is it for Kon. We did it. We did it. We 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 ran through all of it. Uh, we got a bit of stuff to talk about before we get into that. Um. So similar to the anime, this also has uh, opening and ending themes. The opening theme is uh, called Ichiban Ipai, which uh, which is called Full of Number Ones. And then the ending theme is called Unme wa Endless, or Fate is Endless. I liked it. Of course, because... Or I guess like, so that is a uh, that is the main theme. The, the ending theme is called Singing. Apologies for incorrect information. Uh, those all got different various releases and everything and whatnot. Uh, and we also have trivia. Trivia! A lot of trivia, actually. Uh, the aircraft the band takes to London is a Boeing 77-346ER, registration number JA735J, a real 777 operated by Japan Airlines. All JAL aircraft seen in the movie are depicted in their new livery adopted in April of 2011. However, the specific aircraft wasn't repainted until over two years later in autumn 2013, well after the movie was released and significantly later than is actually set in universe. The aircraft they returned to Japan is in JA738J, another 77346ER. This 777 wasn't repainted until even later in mid-2014. Presumably, use of the new livery was requested by Japan Airlines as part of their inclusion in the movie. Oh my god. Uh, it's really intense. Flight JL401 operates exactly as depicted in the movie. The flight departs Tokyo after 11 a.m. local time and arrives at London before 4 o'clock local time, lasting 12 and a half hours. The in-flight displays also correctly depict the flight's route and other information. The shard can be seen under construction in one landscape shot of London. Progress on the building appears as it did in spring 2011. While this time period doesn't fit the K-On timeline and is also entirely impossible to line up with the JAL livery change listed above, it does, however, make perfect sense from a real-world production standpoint in terms of the studio gathering reference materials for the film. In this respect, neither the JAL livery nor the shard would actually have canonically appeared as depicted in the movie. The Japan Pop Culture Exhibition that After School Tea Time and the other bands perform at takes place in the Jubilee Gardens, next to the London Eye. Fitting with the state of the shard noted above, the Jubilee Gardens is seen in its original flat, grassy field design before being entirely remodeled in late 2011. Uh, this is something we also noted. The English dub can be quite strange to listen to in scenes where the group tries to speak to the <laughs> British people in English. The girls go from speaking normal English throughout the entire series to worrying in English about not being able to speak English well, with actual English speakers unable to understand their English, then using very broken English to speak actual English speakers while still speaking normally to each other. <laughs> uh, the English voice actor of the sushi shop owner in London is that of Martin Billany, who is also the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. Oh, and then I love Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. <laughs> so good. Uh, and finally, this film was the highest grossing movie based on a late night television series until it was surpassed by Puella Magi Madoka Magica Rebellion. It's also weird to think like, oh yeah, K-On! The late night television series. Yeah, that's weird. But like, I, I think anime in general, for the most part, is like late night stuff there. So, yeah. unless it's like a kid's show. And this is obviously, like, TV 14, so, like, gotta True. go late night. Gotta watch this at, like, 1 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but that does it. That is K-On. We did it. We got through K-On. We got through K-On. Um, 
obviously, you know, this was your first endeavor throughout the entirety of it. Um, as we watched through all of the, the first two seasons and the film and everything like, um, I guess, what are your, what are your thoughts about everything that you've seen thus far? So Kaon is interesting to me because like we came off of another show that was like girls doing music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is very different in the sense that it is more slice of life than like a music anime. Correct. And I have discovered, I guess, since I like started hanging out with you, like I really, really like slice of life anime. <laughs> Who knew? Um, like it's, it's really good. And so like, I enjoyed this one a lot because it was just girls hanging out and being goofy and like sometimes getting into weird shenanigans and like how how ridiculous is it that they go to a sushi shop to go eat and then they end up doing a concert and then up they're upset because they didn't feed them sushi like <laughs> that's hilarious and so it was just overall like a really positive and fun show. I like that. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I, I I like what I got. What exactly were you expecting, I guess? I think I was more thinking of like more like Love Live Sunshine. So like more drama essentially? More drama and more like focused on just like them being a band. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you get that here sometimes, but also you just get like goofy things like, hey, we're going to try and petition to get an AC um, or we're going to clean the club room. And yep. like, you know, I it was just fun to watch them do ridiculous stuff, but also do normal stuff. And mm-hmm. it was a really enjoyable series. And also I love and you know this, I love Yui. I love her. You do. I, I don't know why. She's ridiculous and sort of dumb, and I love her so much. <laughs> um, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but, like, this show obviously, like, holds a special place in my heart because, like, I've... This is probably, like, the fourth or fifth time I've rewatched it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was basically, like, the first anime I went out of my way to go find when I came back to anime, like, in 2013. Nice. Like it was the first one I watched that wasn't like in season and it was something that like I, I found on Tumblr. Like I just kept seeing it pop up every now and then and be like, that animation looks good. Like I should try this out and eventually found the dub and just dove in and just never looked back essentially. Boy, um, howdy. That animation is beautiful. It is. Um, like I have, I have a weird vivid memory of the night my niece was born. Um, coming back home at like six in the morning and not really being tired and staying up and staying up for another half hour to watch an episode of K-On. Nice. So there you go. I'm going to ask you this and even though you're in a very tired state, so this might cloud your judgment, but. Oh boy. If you had to rank the series that we have watched for Jared and Al watch so far, how would you rank them? Oh. (laughs) Why would you do this to me? Because we got to end on a on a controversial note. <laughs> okay, well, I can say that Love Live Sunshine would be the like top for well, me. That's, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. No, I don't think so. But 
I, I will say that I think that's the case. The other two, though, it's hard. Um, because, like, you know that I've become, like, a really big Sailor Moon fan, which was kind of unexpected to me. Right. But at the same time, like, Kaon's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that Kaon has that Sailor Moon doesn't is just, like, consistency. Right, because, you know, with Crystal has a good story, but also it ha- it goes through a lot of weird animation and style changes. And I was even that. just thinking, like, there's not as much as, like, hey, let's have miscommunications. And, like, right. if there's a miscommunication, it's for, like, a joke as opposed to it being, like, hey, we're just not going to talk to each other because, like, of course we're not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's a big point to its credit that, like, I I wasn't ever really stressed out watching it. Right. Um, and it is interesting that, like, it's just this entire anime that doesn't have, like, conflict per se. It's just stuff that happens in life. And anytime there is conflict, like, it's usually snuffed out or basically finished or wrapped up relatively quickly within like an episode or two yeah like there's never anything that like lasts throughout like an arc or anything it's basically like oh Azusa thinks that the the club's real lazy well we should basically have her figure this out over the next episode or two all right she's figured it out okay on to the next thing yeah Why would you do this to me when I'm so tired? <laughs> I mean, I think from the way you're describing it, it is Love Live, K on Sailor Moon. I think so. Which, I mean, those are three fine shows to, all together, so. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, like, they are all super top-tier quality stuff. So, like, that's pretty impressive to me that we've watched such good stuff for mm-hmm. this. Well... What are your opinions on it? On, like, the order? Yeah. Sunshine. Probably K on Sailor Moon. All right, there we go. We do tend to have similar tastes, so. Yeah, I think I just, I think for me, K on just, like I said, holds a special place in my heart, so it's going to be up there probably a little bit higher than Sailor Moon, which I, Sailor Moon's great as well, but K on just has that that it factor also like sailor moon is not like finished true so and that makes it a little harder who too. knows when that's going to be they finally announced that hey they they showed off some visuals of that in that movie yeah they did then they don't look good no they don't so maybe that movie's coming along those movies i should say but as we you know we discussed the the three shows we've done, we, uh, we've got to talk about what we're doing next. What's coming mm-hmm. up next week? Mm-hmm. Because the train isn't stopping here. No, the train is rolling decided. on. We've decided what we're doing. We have decided what we're doing. We will be continuing next week. Jared and Al Watch Season 4 will Oof. kick off. And uh, we're continuing our trend of girls doing things. 
Yay! Which has basically been the trend of all the shows we've watched thus far. Um, we are also continuing our trend of watching a series and then having to wait for a movie. Oh boy. Uh, we we are also watching for the first time a show that's not dubbed in English. Da bum. So that's interesting. Um, we will be discussing one of the highest critically acclaimed series from the end of 2014 and in the beginning of 2015. Um, a series that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts in the world of anime. We will be watching for season four of Jared and Al Watch. We will bring to you Jared and Al Watch Shirobako. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that next week. We will be discussing episode one and go through all of the subsequent episodes until we finish them and then we have to wait for a movie. <laughs> Yay! Again. Yay! Because <laughs> that's just how we like to do things, apparently. But uh, that that puts a that puts an end to K on for us. We have uh, finished everything up. It's all done. We salute you, K on. Salute. Um. So that's gonna wrap this up then. Oh, we did it. We did it. We dang did it. Um, if you would like more from us, go to seasonallymecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonally Checkup and Jared now. Nope. Seasonally Checkup, Seasonally Checkup, OVA. <laughs> it's a long podcast. My mind was clearly in a different state there. <laughs> uh, you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Um, there's a K-On column on the site you should go read if you, uh, if you are in the mood for K-On after listening to this. Um, if you would like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. That's where we do the Twitter. So next week, join us as we dive into the very first episode of Shirabako for season four of Jared and I'll Watch. Yay!